Reports from Carlow County Council by Suzanne Pender. Council urged to take the gloves off and tackle the owners of vacant sites. Inadequate legislation and poor market conditions are exacerbating the challenge of tackling vacant sites around County Carlow. At last week's online meeting of Carlow County Council, Director of Services Michael Rainey outlined a recent council report on the vacant site levy, with 29 sites around the county identified. Of these, the inclusion of six were appealed by the landowners, while a further six were cancelled by onboard Planala due to insufficient evidence. Mr Rainey stated this was not unusual and was common across the country. He reflected that a review of all these sites amounted to a large body of work, pointing out that six to nine months' work was required. Councillor Fergal Brown described the situation as very frustrating, adding that he would have liked to see a lot more sites included on the list and therefore subject to a levy. He pointed out this was a reflection of the system rather than council staff, insisting that it was now time to take the gloves off and go after these people. Councillor Brown remarked that the responsibility should be on the site owner to prove the site is not vacant, rather than on the local authority to prove they are. Councillor William Patton pointed to a vacant site on Market Square Tullow, remarking that it was a blight on the work of tidy towns. Councillor Patton asked what was possible if a property did not fall under the vacant property levy list, adding that it was simply being a bad neighbour to leave a property in such condition and totally unacceptable. Mr Rainey stated that he shared your frustration with the legislation and that the legislation isn't as strong as we'd like it to be. He assured members that derelict sites were an area the council was prepared to focus on and place significant resources in after this period of the pandemic. It's a challenge for all local authorities to get this right, said Mr Rainey. Mr Rainey stated that market conditions were also causing difficulties, but insisted that the council would not be found wanting in tackling the problem. He added that there was also a need at government level to incentivise people. Councillor Michael Doran raised the issue of estates, where parts of the houses were started while the remainder of the site was unfinished. He asked if the council could find a way to get these sites underway again, and asked if they came under this scheme. Councillor John Casson indicated there were three or four prominent sites in Carlow Town just left, highlighting in particular Shamrock Square, where hoarding has fallen off, exposing the very poor condition of two very well-known buildings. Could we possibly get something done with them to clean them up a bit? Councillor Casson asked. Councillor Charlie Murphy stated that vacant sites were a big problem around the county's towns and villages. He blamed the system of urbanisation and rural decay, and reflected that times had changed in terms of people's shopping habits. Mr Rainey stated that unfinished estates were a huge problem across the country. He stated that an improvement in the housing market to attract vulture funds or developers to take on these sites would be the only true resolution of this problem. Councillor Arthur MacDonald remarked that he'd like to see more businesses in the centre of towns, but added that there should be incentives to encourage this. Councillor Tommy Kinsler remarked that he agreed, and that a pure stick approach isn't a way to resolve this.
Senior Executive Fiona O'Neill pointed out that the process in relation to inclusion on the vacant sites levy list is governed by lengthy, strict legislation which allows the landowner at each and every stage to appeal the matter to unboard Planala. Councillor Andy Gladney remarked that derelict sites were an eyesore in a local area, especially when other people in a town were working hard to keep their business afloat. The meat factory site in Bagnallstown is a total and utter disgrace, with little or nothing done there, and the manor house, while it is accommodating local authority tenants, as a building, it's as bad as any derelict building, said Councillor Gladney. Council's finances are stable. Carlow County Council remains overall in a stable financial position despite the horrific year of financial challenges posed by COVID-19. Director of Finance Pat Delaney presented the Council's annual financial statement at last week's online meeting of the Council. Mr Delaney stated that 2020 capital and revenue expenditure amounted to £98.59 million, while the income and expenditure account improved by €27,686 in 2020. Mr Delaney stated the result was achieved through prudent financial management and a significant level of direct COVID-19 related supports to the tune of €8.9 million received from central government. Councillor John Casson acknowledged the tough year for businesses, adding that despite this, the revenue collected for the rates was actually up for 2020. He also acknowledged the hard work of the Director of Finance and his team. Councillor Doran proposed the adoption of the financial report and praised the significant achievement in balancing the books despite the horrific year. He added that some €7.62 million received from central government as part of the waiver in relation to commercial rates was essential in keeping us afloat. The gap for 2021 is now huge and the hope is that businesses can get back up and running to a level they were before, but we also need to be pressing for additional supports to ensure many businesses are back up again. It's vital we continue to get the support from government, said Councillor Dorn. Councillor Fergal Brown pointed to the poor financial position that other local authorities found themselves in, and also praised Carlow County Council for its efforts. It was a difficult year, but we are not out of the woods yet, he said. Mr Delaney agreed that the council was in a precarious position without this financial support. Councillor Andrea Dalton remarked that the hangover from the pandemic would be with us for a long while yet, while Councillor Arthur MacDonald praised the knowledge and expertise of Mr Delaney and the council staff, as well as the significant role played by central government. Councillor Finton Phelan stated it was very clear how vital the funding from central government was in ensuring services were maintained. The annual financial statement was then approved by all council members. No funding available for Carlow Town Bus Service The much-heralded Carlow Town Bus Service was dealt a blow last week with confirmation that there is no funding available for this much-anticipated service. The National Transport Authority, the NTA, did, however, insist that providing a bus service in Carlow Town remained a priority and top of the list for its provision of both town services and new services nationwide. 
Anne Graham, chief executive of the NTA, addressed Carlow County Council this week and acknowledged the frustrations felt by members who had expected a fully operational bus service for Carlow Town at this stage. Ms Graham spoke of the unprecedented times faced over the past year by the NTA, resulting in the need for an additional €600 million from the Department of Transport to keep existing services moving. No funding was made available for new services in 2020 or in 2021, Ms Graham stated. Ms Graham confirmed that Carlow Town is first on our priority and assured members that the service would be put forward for funding in 2022. The tender will be for a fully electric single-deck fleet of five vehicles operating on two routes within the town. It's not good news, I'm afraid, but hopefully it will be better news next year, Ms Graham said. Councillor Finton Phelan stated that while members were disappointed to hear the news, they welcomed clarity on the issue, with doubts about the service growing since last November. Councillor Phelan remarked that in 2017 at a meeting in Tullow, the NTA had stated that funding was in place for the Carlow service. However, it subsequently transpired the funding was never in place. He also questioned what exactly top of the list meant, and stressed the need for a bus service in a town with a population in excess of 20,000. What list are we on and how long can we expect it to be, he asked. Councillor John Casson also asked for a definite timeline, and he too questioned which list Carlo was top of. Councillor Adrienne Wallace urged the NTA to stress the urgency in the matter, adding that the delay showed the priority of government for Carlo, despite being a constituency with four out of five of the TDs in government. That's worrying for us, she said. Ms Graham stated that funding was not in our gift. And while the NTA can make a case, the allocation of funding was a government decision. But we recognise we are in an extremely difficult time, as is the government. We are in an emergency situation where the state had to provide significant funding to keep the existing service going, she stated. Ms Graham said she could not give a timeline, but Carlow Town was a priority and top of the list for both town services and new services. We are still committed to providing a service as quickly as possible, she stated. Councillor John Pender remarked that he had been at that meeting in Tullow in 2017, and such were the assurances provided by the NTA that the service would be up and running quickly, Many of us felt we could have got the bus home that day. Ms Graham stated that she had not been at that meeting in Tullow, but acknowledged that her colleagues were enthusiastic about providing public transport services. She said that at that stage, the trajectory had been that funding was provided each year for a new service. They were confident they would be in that position, but Covid dealt us a blow. But we are as enthusiastic as ever, she assured members. Fringe Festival move to virtual sees it lose grant allocation. A move to a virtual event for 2021 has made a popular annual local festival ineligible for council assistance. Carlow Arts Fringe Festival had received funding under Carlow County Council's Festivals and Grants Scheme in previous years. 
However, for the 2021 allocation, the festival was rejected due to its move to a virtual festival from a physical festival. Councillor Finton Phelan raised the matter at last week's meeting of the Council, pointing out that it was a small grant the festival received and requested that it should be maintained this year. Due to the pandemic, Carlo Arts Fringe Festival was not held in 2020, but for 2021 has enthusiastically reimagined its schedule to allow for a festival while operating within the continuing restrictions. It would be to assume that they would receive the same level of grant as they did in 2019, insisted Councillor Phelan. Head of Enterprise Kieran Comerford confirmed that the Fringe Festival's change to a virtual event made it ineligible under the scheme, but he confirmed that the Council would re-evaluate the situation. Director of Services Michael Rainey confirmed that the Council had an initial list of applications, but now had further applications that required further information and further evaluation. The festivals and grant scheme was then proposed by Councillor Brown, seconded by Councillor Phelan and approved by Council members. Bagnallstown Municipal District Reports by Elizabeth Lee Feasibility Study Commissioned to Develop Greenway to Exford Carlow County Council has just commissioned a consultancy firm to carry out a feasibility study into the creation of a greenway from Palace East in County Wexford to Lachlan Bridge. Director of Services Padraig O'Gorman briefed the Bagnallstown Municipal District members on how a proposed greenway, which is a cycle and walking track, using mainly disused railway lines was progressing. He said that Punch Consulting Engineers from Cork had been commissioned to carry out the feasibility study in which it would find the optimum route for the track. It would take about five months to complete, he said adding that the government had ambitions to create a network of greenways around the country. Councillor Michael Doran welcomed the fact that Lachlan Bridge was included in the route and asked if local landowners would be consulted. Mr O'Gorman replied that they would be consulted at a later date. Cahirlach Arthur MacDonald raised the subject of the Blue Way Path which was a proposed development of the Barrow Track by Waterways Ireland, which was turned down by Carlow County Council. Mr O'Gorman said that the Blue Way was still at play and that the creation of a Greenway was a separate project. Councillor MacDonald said the rejection of the Blue Way was a momentous mistake by the Council and he also criticised Waterways Ireland for the condition of the riverbank between Bagnallstown and Lachlan Bridge. Councillor Doran agreed with him about the condition of the riverbank, but pointed out that Waterways Ireland has had difficulty in getting permission to work on the riverbanks. He suggested that Waterways Ireland should have general permission to carry out work on the riverbanks rather than having to apply every time work needed to be done. Businesses getting ready for a summer of outdoor dining. Businesses across the county are preparing to reopen as COVID-19 restrictions are eased, making way for a summer to be spent whining, dining and entertaining outdoors. Carlow County Council has begun administering a series of grants that will allow all businesses to take advantage of outdoor spaces, including money for them to buy tables and chairs to the value of €4,000. Director of Services Padraig O'Gorman outlined other initiatives at the May meeting of Bagnallstown Municipal District, 
including how the council will create two outdoor, weatherproof and semi-permanent dining areas in two towns, one of which will be Burris. The second town is not yet decided, but it's more than likely to be Carlow. The council has €200,000 to spend on the two projects. The South County Carlow village was recommended by Falsha Ireland as being suitable for the investment because it's anticipated that the village will attract larger number of tourists this summer now that the Boris Viaduct has been opened. The weatherproof dining area will be situated in a public space and three businesses in the catering hospitality industry must commit to being involved in it, Mr O'Gorman said. Business owners across the county may apply for permission to use the footpaths outside their shops, restaurants and pubs also. The council will inspect the area in question for health and safety reasons and if they find it suitable will grant permission. Applications will be looked at favourably, Mr O'Gorman said. St Mullins is a victim of its own success. The picturesque village of St Mullins, which was once described as Carlo's hidden gem, may well be a victim of its own success, as crowds of tourists are now thronging there every weekend, causing traffic to be congested in the narrow country lanes and roads. The issue of traffic management in the South Carlow village was raised at the May meeting of Bagnallstown Municipal District. Councillor Tommy Kinsler raised the matter when he said that cars were blocking access to the barrel track as well as roads in the village. Councillor William Quinn proposed that a bridge in the village be pedestrianised to try to stem the flow of traffic into the bottlenecked hamlet. Because of the large volume of people visiting St Mullins, this needs to be addressed, he asserted. Councillor Andy Gladney supported Councillor Quinn's proposal for pedestrianising the bridge. Jerry Crowley, senior executive engineer, replied that the council had applied for money to carry out a survey of all traffic going into and out of St Mullins. The whole system needs to be looked at. It gets totally choked up when it's busy, Mr Crowley confirmed.